is self-care on the top of your list of career priorities? If it's not time to board the Self-Care Express on Episode 9 of The Nurse Keith Show. Welcome to The Nurse Keith Show where I share with you the education and inspiration you need to take your nursing career to the next level. The Nurse Keith Show is your destination for savvy and up-to-date information that will assist you in creating the most satisfying nursing and healthcare career possible. Welcome and enjoy the show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Nurse Keith Show. This is Episode 9. The listens and downloads keep increasing, and you know what? I really appreciate your engagement and your interest, and in fact, recording this podcast is actually one of the best parts of my week, so thanks for being here and enjoying it with me. So the subject of this episode is self-care, and I can hear some of you in the background saying, but this is a career podcast, Keith. It's not about self-care, and I would say my point exactly. You see, ambition and drive are great energies to run in your life, and they can really take you places, and they're taking me places too. And as my RNFM radio co-host Kevin Ross says, the hustle is what it's all about. But Kevin and I talk a really good game about self-care on RNFM radio, and he also pays attention to it on his excellent podcast, The Innovative Nurse Show, as well. So I need to address it here, too. And some of you have actually been asking me for a show on self-care. So here we go. So some of you may be rolling your eyes at this point because I know you've all heard the self-care shtick before. We talk about it all the time. You read about it. It's in the blogs. It's on TV. But do you really practice it? And you could actually ask me, so Keith, do you really practice it? Do you really take good care of yourself? Some of you may do a really good job, and, you know, I do a good job sometimes, and sometimes I don't, I admit it. But I bet there's quite a few of you out there who, like me, you fall off the self-care wagon from time to time, or maybe don't even pay any attention to it at all. And if you're not really taking good care of yourself, can you really take the best possible care of your patients? Are you being the best team member that you can be if you're not taking care of yourself? If you're burnt out and unhappy and sick, does that bode well for job interviews and moving your career forward? If you're tired, if you're burnt out, if you're not feeling well, can you write a good resume? Can you sit in an interview and really blow them all away? Do you feel inspired to look for that job, to connect with other people and network? No. If you're not taking care of yourself, if you're really burnt you're not going to be inspired to do those things. So your career is not going to move forward the way you would like it to. So when I say self-care, what do you think of? Sleep, probably. Rest, relaxation. Let's see what else. Uh, Eating well, staying hydrated, exercising. These are some of the staples of self-care, and we nurses are hard workers, and we need to practice them, of course, but there's a lot more to it than that. So rest and sleep are important. We all know it. We've read the research. We've heard the reports. We know it's paramount. We need to get enough sleep. Most Americans don't get enough sleep. And a lot of nurses out there who work shift work, especially that overnight shift from 11 to 7, you're probably not sleeping enough. But if you are, 
maybe your sleep actually isn't very good quality. And that's a really difficult thing to balance. You know, we've read a lot of studies about the physiological and psychological effects of shift work. And you can look those up on the internet and see what you think. There are hormone imbalances and other issues that are definitely worthy of your attention. And even if you're like me and you work, say, 9 to 5 or work during the day and not that 11 to 7 shift, you still need to sleep well. And a lot of us Americans just don't sleep. So find out how to sleep well. Work on that sleep hygiene. You know, Shakespeare once wrote, to sleep, perchance to dream. And you, my friends, need to do both of those as much as possible. So as far as hydration and nutrition go, I'm also preaching to the choir here, or I think I am anyway. But how many nurses do you know who live on caffeine, sugar, Red Bull, and those crackers and peanut butter that you find in the kitchen on the hospital unit? Sure, you don't necessarily have time to eat as well as you might on shift, but there are plenty of other things you can do to proactively make this part of your self-care a little more robust bringing healthy snacks to work, etc. There are ways to go about it. And some of you may be saying, well, Keith, you know, I don't have time to take a break. I don't have time to snack. I don't even have time to go to the restroom when I'm at work. And I understand that. But there are things we can do to try to cut those corners so that we are doing some of the things to help us do better. If you bring healthy snacks to work and you can only eat them on the fly, better to eat those healthy snacks on the fly than the snacks that you're going to get in the vending machine. So exercise. Aren't we all so tired of hearing about the benefits and the necessity of exercise? Oh my God. There's so much research out there. We keep hearing that, oh, it's 10 minutes of walking a day, five days a week. And then we hear, oh, it's 60 minutes a day, seven days a week. I'm guilty, folks. I don't exercise as much as I should. I try. I try to go out and walk on the bike path by my house every day, but sometimes a day or two will go by and I think, oh my God, I didn't go walking the last couple of days. Maybe it was cold. Maybe I was busy. Maybe I was just lazy. But we definitely need that exercise. We need to come up with a routine that works for us and I need to do better myself. And I don't want you telling me that all of the steps you walk on the med surge floor, your shopping, your laundry, shuffling the kids back and forth, cleaning the house. You can't tell me that's all enough. I know it does add to your exercise that you do in your life, but it's not enough. We need to do formal exercise, at the least walking, yoga, things like that. We all could do better. I could do better. You could do better. We all know what we need to do. So let's just get out there and do it, right? So most of the literature and articles out there about Self-care talk about sleep, rest, nutrition, hydration, exercise, and it's often painted as the be-all and end-all of self-care. But I want to delve a little bit deeper here and not bore you with the stuff that you've heard about so much before. So let's, let's talk about some other aspects of self-care that I think often get short shrift in the literature and what we read and hear about on the internet and on TV. So what if I told you that leisure is a big part of self-care? Leisure and pleasure. And what if I told you that part of my self-care regimen is reading my favorite magazine every week? Uh, so if you want to know, currently it's the New Yorker magazine, by the way. And what if I told you that watching a movie or our favorite Netflix show with my wife is another part of my self-care regimen every week? 
you may also ask what that is, and I'll say uh, House of Cards with Kevin Spacey is our current Netflix addiction, I have to admit. It's, it's pretty amazing. But I digress. Okay. So leisure and time to veg out and allow your right brain to be engaged is really important. We nurses, you know, we spend so much time in our left brains and our creative sides, our fun sides, need some room to breathe. So personally, I draw, I make collages, I do watercolors, never as often or as much as I want to, but that's what I try to do. And what gets in the way of me doing those things? Work, tasks, chores, fatigue. Those are the things that get in the way of my creative impulses. You know, some of you may or may not know that I'm an art school dropout, actually a double art school dropout from back in my early adulthood. And those creative impulses were really subsumed by my other work throughout my lifetime. And it's over these last maybe three or four years that those creative impulses are actually being heated again. And I'm starting to draw and paint and really take care of that part of myself. And that's a huge part of my self-care. And I really need to step it up. I know it. Do you know what else is an intrinsic part of your self-care? It's your social life, your family life, those interactions with other people, interpersonal relationships. They are so important to your health and well-being. So if work and nursing are taking up too much of your life and too much of your psychic space, then something has to change. Now, you got to forgive me for using the term psychic space, but you got to remember, I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and we use terms like that here all the time. You know, your social connections are crucial to your health, and studies show that social connection and the quality of your friendships and relationships actually has a direct impact on your health. Your immune function, your autonomic nervous system, there are so many benefits of positive social interaction, and it has to be part of your self-care. But, you know, a lot of us, we just come home from work, we're exhausted, we don't want to go out with friends, we don't want to do things with other people, we're tired of being around other people. And this is where nursing and working in the healthcare space can really get in our way. Now let's talk about fun. You know, fun shouldn't be overrated or overlooked as intrinsic to your self-care and intrinsic to your health, and you just have to have it. So even if you don't really want to think about the physiological benefits of fun, you know, the, the decreased cortisol levels, the dopamine flying around in your bloodstream, all that other stuff around happy chemicals and what happens in your body when you're smiling and laughing and having a good time, just consider how having fun makes you feel. Forget about what's happening in your body. How do you feel when you have some fun? So when you spend a day at the beach, you go to the carnival, play charades with some friends some evening, or you take a horseback riding lesson, what happens when you engage your mind and body in that really fun, enjoyable activity? How do you feel? What's going on? What happens for you? How does it light you up? And then think about how does it feel when you return to work and you're, you know, savoring those memories of the fun you had with your friends or your family? What's it like to tell your colleagues stories from your weekend? You know, you tell them about your daughter's birthday party and how great it was or the picnic you had at the park or the beach or you tell your best friend at work how you went on the Ferris wheel with your husband and you kissed like teenagers. You know, we're wired to have fun and enjoy ourselves. And even hardworking nurses have to put down that martyr's yoke. You know, we need to take that yoke off and let our hair down and have a good time. 
So folks, I want you to be healthy. I want you to be happy. And I want you to have fun and take really good care of yourself. We nurses are notorious for caring really well for other people and summarily ignoring our own needs. And you know I'm talking to you. So, you know, a few minutes ago I mentioned martyrdom. Because I mean it, nurses... We have this martyr complex. We have this self-congratulatory thing about, oh my God, I've worked so many shifts this week. Oh, I haven't had time to do anything. I've only had three hours sleep in the last four days. You know, that martyrdom gets really old, but we perpetuate it. It's really part of our culture, and we need to stop that. When the older generations of nurses try to teach the newer nurses, those younger nurses, that martyrdom is part of our collective modus operandi, I want to put duct tape over their mouths and, you know, I want to take those new nurses, bring them to Chuck E. Cheese, let them blow off some steam in the bouncy room for an hour or two, eat some pizza, and then go back to work. Maybe we need a bouncy room in every hospital so nurses, when they're tired and they're burnt, they can go down to the bouncy room and have some fun for a little while on their break. And, you know, we all get breaks regularly. There's these 21st century urban myths of the offices of, say, Google or Facebook or Twitter and other tech companies where they have ping pong tables and napping pods and free healthy foods in the cafeteria. But you know what? Most of those myths are actually true. And the folks in the tech world, they definitely get it. They work really, really, really hard. But the CEOs of those companies, they understand. They understand it's good business to provide engaging ways for employees to feel cared about. And they want their employees to feel like they're able to have a little fun or break loose at work during the day for just even a few minutes so they can come back refreshed and ready to roll. But, you know, in healthcare, we're really behind in this way. We can't even manage to get every nurse a lunch break or have time to use the restroom. Needless to say, we don't have time to play ping pong or go to a napping pod for half an hour. And some of you who work, say, in the ICU or somewhere like that, you're probably laughing right now that that's probably never going to happen in the next three, four hundred years. But you see what I mean. Healthcare, we're actually trying to provide health for our patients, but we don't provide health and well-being for our employees. And that's really a problem. So my friends, if the healthcare industry, if the nursing profession If they're not going to give you opportunities to take care of yourself and have a good time or do whatever you need to do, then you need to grab your nurse martyrdom by the horns. You need to wrestle that martyrdom down to the ground and force it to relinquish its hold on you. It's up to you to take care of yourself because, frankly, your boss, your supervisor, even your colleagues, they're not going to make you do it. They're not even going to remind you in most cases, so you've got to do it yourself. So now we come to the homework part of the podcast, folks. After you listen to this recording, I want you to do something. Take out a piece of paper, go to your computer, open a Word doc, however you want to do it. First, I want you to write down what you did for fun over the last week. What kind of fun things did you do in the last seven days? I really want to know. And if you don't want to tell me, just write it down for yourself. So next, I want you to write down how many hours you've slept on average every night for the last seven nights. Just average it out. Is your average six hours, eight hours, 10 hours, two hours? Take a look at your sleep quotient. How are you doing on sleep? Now, here's another one. I want you to write down how many hugs you've received or given this week. If you haven't given or received many, it's going to be pretty easy. You'll say, oh, yeah, I hugged my husband uh, five days ago. So 
that was my hug this week. Or maybe you've had tons of hugs and you can't even remember them. And if that's the case, great. Just write down a little infinity sign and we know you're good to go. So now I want you to write down how many hours did you spend in the last week reading a book or a magazine for pleasure, if that's what you like to do. If there's something else you like to do for pleasure, write that down. How many hours did you do that? And I want you also to write down how much exercise you had in the last seven days. And I don't mean vacuuming the house. I mean going to the gym, going out for a nice walk, riding your bicycle, going to a yoga class. How many hours of exercise did you get this week? And finally, how many times did you have a really good laugh? You know, my wife is always trying to get me to laugh more, I have to admit. And I've had some really good laughs recently. Some of it was watching a funny show today. Some of it was playing around with my wife and just joking around. So I think I've had some pretty good laughs in the last week, and I want you to write that down. So the next part of your homework is this. Over this next week, keep these different areas in mind, these categories, or make up your own categories. And even if you want to make a little cheat sheet that you carry in your pocket, it doesn't matter how you do it. If you want to keep a record of the fun things you do, of the hugs you have, of the exercise you get, or the sleep you get, keeping track of it for a week could be really helpful. And you know why? Because when we keep track of something, we pay more attention to it. We're bringing more consciousness to it. It's kind of like, you know, if you want to figure out where your money's going, best way to do that is to write down every penny that you spend. My wife and I did this oh, back in the fall. It was really helpful for three months to write down everything we spent and everything that came in, really raised our consciousness around where our money was coming from and where it was going. The same for your self-care. If you want to write it down, it really might be a helpful exercise for you, even if you do it for a couple days. But I recommend doing it for a week if you can. Folks, if you want to move your career forward, you need to have balance. You need to have fun. You need to get enough hugs because you know what? Without fun, without hugs, without creativity, without your optimal health, your career is going to feel flat. There's not going to be much energy behind your ambition and your motivation. And even if you achieve some of your goals, it may not feel as good as it could if you were feeling better. So feeling good is actually going to move you forward. If you're feeling great about yourself, if you're feeling energized, if you've lost weight and you're eating well and you're having a great time and playing with your kids and maybe picked up your guitar again, that's going to make you think, wow, what other part of my life can I move forward? What other part of my life can I improve? And that might be going out and finding a new job, finding a new career direction for yourself, making some new friends at work, figuring out some new entrepreneurial venture. Feeling good and taking care of yourself is going to move your career forward. So some of this, you know, may sound like some self-care, tough love, and maybe it is. And I need that tough love too, friends. You know, I'm not just saying this for you. I'm saying it for myself. And when my wife listens to this recording, she's going to sit there nodding at me like, yeah, Keith, you need to laugh more. You need to walk more. You need to sit down and draw at the table and get away from your laptop. She's going <laughs> to give me a hard time after the show. But I really want her to hear this show because she's going to give me a hard time. She's going to give me some tough love. And I'm really going to try to up my game in this way. So I promise you, if you really try to up your game in these areas, your career, your satisfaction in your professional life is going to increase accordingly. 
It's not a be-all and end-all. It's not a panacea, but it's definitely part of your life that needs some energy, needs some juice. So folks, when you're finished listening to this, make those lists if you want to. But even more importantly, go hug somebody. Go draw a picture. Make a big salad and eat it with relish. Drink some water. Go for a walk. Take your lover to bed in the middle of the day. Surprise them. Or finger paint with your kids. So when you're engaging actively in your self-care like this, when you're doing spontaneous things, when you're having fun, other things are going to be easier. And other things like work, looking for jobs, writing resumes, that's going to feel infinitely more pleasurable and easy to do when the other parts of your life are fired up, when you're jazzed up, when you're inspired. You'll be happier, and I want you to be happier because being happier will take you more places. So folks, thanks for listening to this diatribe about self-care and pleasure and leisure and having a good time. I want you to have a good time and I want your career to move forward. And part of moving that forward is doing some of these things that I'm suggesting. So take care of yourself, take care of others. Send me an email at keith at nursekeith.com. Let me know what you're up to. Let me know what you're thinking about. And let me know how your self-care has gone this week or how it goes over the next month. I really want to know. We can go back and forth by email and just let me know what's up for you. Till next week, have some fun. Be well. Thanks for listening. Tune in again to episode 10. And I'll be back in a week with more inspirations from the Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for listening to The Nurse Keith Show. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from today's episode, and I encourage you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your career satisfaction and professional development. Be sure to follow the show on iTunes, follow at Nurse Keith on Twitter, like Nurse Keith Coaching on Facebook, and email me at keith at nursekeith.com with your questions and comments. Stay positive, care for yourself and others, Keep moving your career forward and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing and healthcare career better than you ever imagined.